All right, welcome back to the Gospel for Life. I am one of your co-hosts, Josh Bales, one of the pastors at The Well Church in Boise. Uh, with me in the studio, Pastor Jonathan Van Hoogen from Dayspring. So glad you're here, brother. It's good to be here this morning with you men from The Well. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Dayspring are... is also in Boise. It is also in Boise. It's also yeah. in Boise. Yeah. Thank so you. So we, we are taking over the studio. The Well Church is taking over the studio today. We have... Pastor Paul Luer, one of uh, the associate pastors there. How you doing, brother? I'm well. Thanks for having me. You're well at the well. And then uh, Ben Rao, one of our pastoral interns. Hey. All the way from Great Britain. That's right. Yeah. Just to be on the show today. Not quite, but... Well, um, yesterday we began talking about uh, the subject of Christian education. It's mid-July. Next month, many of you are going to be bringing your children... Uh, back to their school, whatever that is. And so we we thought it would be absolutely vital to talk about Christian education. I, I don't think that we as a church have, have done a good job overall on this subject. Um, so yesterday, we basically asked the question, when thinking about education, where must we begin? And we answered by saying, well, we can't begin uh, with custom or tradition. Well, this is what we've always done, so this is what we have to do. We shouldn't begin uh, by saying, well, this is what education is what the professionals are to do, and so we should just leave it up to the professionals. Uh, we shouldn't begin, as, as you said, Ben, that uh, the material universe is all there is. Um, no, this is God's universe. Uh, we, we ended by saying that, no, we have to begin uh, with what the Bible says. Uh, the Bible actually speaks to every part of our life. That's one of the principles of the Reformation, that the Sola Scriptura is that the Bible is the final authority in all matters of faith and practice. And education um, isn't some separate thing um, from discipleship. Education is discipleship. Um, so that's kind of summing up yesterday. So let's uh, let's kind of flesh out this this next question a little bit more. Uh, does God give specific instructions for educating our children? And if so, what are they? I think He does. Um, I was going to turn to Psalm one hundred and nineteen, particularly verse one hundred and thirty, which says, "The unfolding of your words gives light." It imparts understanding to the simple. And so this is just really reinforcing what we just said. Mm-hmm. Um, how, do we, how do we learn? How, how are we educated? Well, it's the unfolding of God's word. Yeah. That's where we start. Yeah. That's where we find all that we need. Yeah. Absolutely. So, Amen. Amen. Yeah. I would add to that uh, Proverbs uh, 22, 6, uh, train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. Of course, this is a principle. It's not promising that our children will will become Christians or become saved. But the first part of the verse is very instructive. Train up a child in the way he should go. So there's an oughtness that that our children should be raised in. Mm. And um, very clearly, that's um, education in the scripture. Proverbs 1.7, uh, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. And so, as Ben said, the word is where we learn the fear of the Lord. And this is the Mm. beginning of all knowledge. The term university, you hear the word universe in there. There's this idea that every single subject, every single discipline, every field of inquiry, every question that could be asked or answered, there is something that unites that. Mm. There is a universal thing that 
transcends all of those questions. And so the university is the, the should be the, the place where all these things come together and, and, and basically recognize um, that the fear of the Lord is not only the beginning, but he is the end. He is the object. He is all of these things. Uh, I think in our, our last, um, our last show, Josh said everything, all these things say something about God. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, in Ephesians chapter six, uh, the apostle Paul says, uh, children obey your parents in the Lord for this is right. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise that it may go well with you, that you may live long in the land. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. And so, um, certainly, certainly, this would include you know teaching them wrong from right, teaching them how to obey God in the commandments, teaching them how to be a good church member. Certainly, it it includes all of that. Uh, but since the Bible speaks to everything. Certainly the admonition here to fathers is raise up your children in such a way where they understand that God has a relationship to everything in the world. So um, that's a command, right? It's not a, it's not a suggestion. And it's interesting the, the contrast that Paul brings out there. So if, we, if we're not bringing them up in the fear and admonition or the discipline and instruction of, of the Lord, then we are provoking them to wrath. Yeah. Yeah, good good point, brother. Any other uh, verses you guys want to bring up? I have all sorts of questions here, but uh, any other foundational question or foundational texts that give us specific instructions for educating our children? You know, it, it strikes me as really interesting uh, is that in in ancient Israel and even going on today, the instruction in a Jewish home. Um, would begin with that Shema passage that you mm-hmm. have in Deuteronomy six four. Hear, O Israel. There's a, a that there. There's the the praises that are offered that are repetitively uh, you know used. But then one of the first things that was instructed was the the book of Leviticus on the application of the law, mm-hmm. and uh, so a child would learn those things. Um, immediately the law of God. And and so you're talking about the five books of Moses, but you know, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, but the application por- portion of uh, Leviticus was expressly taught to the to the children. So that was a important thing. I think that uh, it's very interesting to study uh, you know foundations in the Old Testament and then particularly um, you know, you go, uh, you know, through some introductions to the the law from uh, Jewish scholars and that education was a, a hugely important thing. Um, you know, you know, we don't find mention of a particular school, but but there but there were. Um, you know, they would go to the synagogue to learn. They would go, you know, there was, there were places of learning as well as, uh, you know, within the home. Um, even when we get to the New Testament, we don't actually, you know, hear the word school, but there were places in which they were, they were taught, you know, where they would have, to have instruction. In fact, the um, New Testament, uh, Actually, by the time we're in the New Testament, I think we have um, perhaps the most educated community um, in history, uh, you know, until maybe 
1,800, 2,000 years later. You know, you know we, we have um, fishermen from, uh, you know, the backwaters of Galilee, you know, who are writing scripture. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we, you know the education was a very important part uh, uh, of, of, the, of Jewish life, yeah. um, which gives a foundation for our life as well. Well, it's interesting. I, I would just want to uh, maybe help our listeners adopt a paradigm shift. Like, I think they hear the word discipleship and they think churchy stuff. Mm-hmm. And they heard, hear the word education and they mm-hmm. think uh, worldly or vocational stuff. The truth is, is that uh, no matter what form of education that you adopt, it is discipleship. Mm-hmm. Education is discipleship. Discipleship is education. And so the question is, is who is discipling um, your children? If I can, at this point, just bring up uh, Luke chapter 6, starting verse 39. He, that is Jesus, also told them a parable. Can a blind man lead a blind man? Will they not both fall into a pit? A disciple is not above his teacher, but everyone, when he is fully trained, will be like his teacher. Why do you see the speck that is in your brother's eye, but do not notice the log that is in your own? So the the fact that um, that pupils, students, disciples will uh, take on qualities, characteristics they will by you know both overtly and kind of that more caught than taught that osmosis process, they will be and grow to be like their teachers. So the that question is, is who do we want our children to become? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Well, let's jump to the next question then. Um, what is the end of learning? What's the purpose of learning? Why did God design that there would be learning? And and maybe I'll just quickly, like, again, what is not the end? Uh, knowledge for its own sake is not the end of education. That's actually a, a pagan idea. Hmm. Uh, knowledge is a good thing, but it's not the end of learning. Also, vocational training, um, training up in a job to to learn skills, as good as it is, it can't be the end of learning. God didn't make us just to be workers. Uh, thirdly, uh, the end of of learning or education is not merely provision, as good as that is. Of course, we need to provide for our families, but that is not the end of learning. So what is the end of learning? Well, one more thing it's not is, is um, just an, an end in itself. So knowledge for knowledge is sake. That's right. Um, yep. Absolutely. Okay, so then do you have the million-dollar question answered? What is it for then? Well, I like how uh, Milton put it. Um, he said, the end then of learning is to repair the ruins of our first parents by regaining to know God aright, and out of that knowledge to love him, to imitate him, to be like him. Mm. Amen. That love part is so huge. Um, Satan knows far more about God. He knows far more about the world that we live in than I ever will mm. this side of glory. Um, and yet, Satan doesn't love God. And so, uh, not only an understanding of who God is, not only an, an understanding of the world, the universe that he's created, but to love him, yeah. that really is the the end, the telos of learning. Yeah. In a very old book called Train Up a Child by William Barclay, and William Barclay was a, a kind of a, a scholar, a pastor. He was a he actually 
has a great number of articles written in the Encyclopedia Britannica. I mean, we sometimes we discount him because his name is so familiar to us. Um, but uh, he wrote on this on training up a child, and he 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 gave some ways in which education was done in history. You know, for instance, education in Sparta was uh, in service of the state, and and basically in Sparta it was in service of war. Hmm. Um, you know, that was hmm. the reason for the education. Um, with the Athenians, uh, it, it, the education and training was for in, in service of the culture. You know, they were the promoters of the culture. And, uh, and so, uh, you know, we see some of that in our uh, education system today, mm-hmm. where people are just simply uh, promoting culture. We think that they're teaching them math, but when we hear about the story problem that they're giving them, right. they are not giving them mathematics. That's right. They are, they are teaching a culture. And the same thing in, in the education of the, of, of the Romans. It was, again, in service of the state. Yeah. You, you were in service of the government, yeah. and that was what your education was for. Yeah. And, and you know, these are negatives. I I would suggest uh, you know there are applications for the Christian, but those are not the right. end of right. our teaching. What is the chief end of education? The chief end of education is to glorify God and to enjoy Him forever. Amen. Well, this has been the Gospel for Life. We'll see you next time. 